0: Hey, Minus 3 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. You get great odds and markets for the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, pretty much any sport out there. You can bet on it on FanDuel. New and existing user promotions are great. It's America's number one sportsbook, don't you know, because it's easy to use, it's safe and secure. You get paid out in as quick as two hours and the same game parlays. You combine multiple bets from one game. There you have it, a same-game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day, right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started asa P. Make sure, though, you sign up with the promo code MINUS3, the word MINUS, the number three, so they know we sent you. And now, Eddie Spaghetti, let's start this episode. MINUS3 with Dave Damashev. Yes, hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three coming up in just a second here, our old pal, Ross Tucker. Boy, I'll, I got to tell you, it's great times. We maybe take it for granted. I uh, am one of the people who complain a little bit about the quality of these NBA playoffs. I said watching the games back and forth, uh, forth toggling between ESPN and TNT and ABC and watching all the games. This is a grand time we're in. I said that if the quality of the Stanley Cup playoffs this spring versus the quality of the NBA don't swing you over to watch some NHL hockey, I don't think it's ever going to happen for you, which maybe is fine by you, but... I do want to take the 30,000-foot view and say we're in a sweet spot on the sports calendar. Don't let that go because in a couple few weeks, we're going to pine for the ability to hit the uh, last channel button on the remote and go between NHL and NBA and back and forth and back and forth. It's really great stuff. Great stuff, I thought, in St. Louis, not for— Blues fans, perhaps, among them John Hamm, who joined us on Extra Points with a, a, a really strong turn with me and Cousin Sal and Marty Weiss. Go back and check that out. He really is a diehard Blues fan. Um, fun to hear get his thoughts on that and the new Top Gun movie coming out and who he's going to kick out in our Fantasy League. Like I say, go back and uh, and check that out as soon as you finish listening to this episode. But I'm not sure, Eddie Spaghetti... I know you're in the heat of uh, your hockey team's playoff, but I imagine you also watched uh, Avs and Blues there. By the way, I did give out on extra points a uh, a nice two-team parlay. I said ride the favorites there. Both of them won the Lightning, inexplicably rolled (laughs) over the Florida Panthers, an offensive juggernaut all through the season. I guess there's some lesson to be learn from that too. And we talk about that all the time, that the difference between regular season sport versus postseason sport, the Florida Panthers do not seem wired, at least right now, emotionally, maybe physically to make it, I guess, proof's in the pudding. They just got swept by the two-time defending champ, Tampa Bay Lightning, um, Vasilevsky. Maybe you could say is the difference, because I was getting pretty close, Spaghetti, to declaring that goalies in the NHL are fungible based on the performance of Louis Domingue, largely. Almost a third-string bum between the pipes. Didn't play great, but they still almost won the series, did the Penguins, against the guy who's going to win the Vezina Trophy. But Vasilevsky steps up and proves the difference uh, that a great goaltender can make, shutting out the high-octane Florida Panthers there. But on the other side, I want to get your thoughts on the Avs and Blues, because Nazem Kadri was in the crosshairs big time. Grotesque stuff, if you see social media, racist stuff being directed at him. For what I consider a 50-50 play in game three, he was making a play on the puck, a a, a Blues defender on his hip. He runs into Bennington, puts Bennington out of game four. So the St. Louis faithful are cross with him. He's a classic, love him if he's on your team, hate him if he's on the other team type of guy. But he drops a hattie, on them with all of St. Louis, it felt like booing the guy, really wanting nothing good to have, just wanting evil stuff to happen to this guy. And he gives them a hat trick. It was Shakespearean, or if there's some moral lesson we're supposed to extract from this, or f- focusing too hard with your hate instead of on winning the hockey game. I don't know what, but the bottom line is the Avs up 3-1 appear to be moving on and we're going to get a juicy Western Conference final. How say you on the Kadri Hattie though?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's this is like why I was trying to say during you know the, the Rangers penn series, I wasn't just bitching and moaning about the Rangers because it's my team, but I meant in terms of like the league in general and the NHL right now, comparatively to I guess the NBA and, and the MLB is looking great. The games have been great, the series have been pretty great. Um, but what you don't want to do is go on the bad path of having these having you know what is a catch in the NFL basically is now becoming like goalie interference, contact with the goalie. Uh, the NHL is in this weird stage now where if you make a big hit leads to a team getting mad. And now anytime you have contact with the goalie, it's like it should be a penalty. But it's like that's not what the rules say. So now we're in this weird limbo of what exactly is, is illegal on the ice and what exactly lets things go. And now, unfortunately, you get stuff like an injury like Jordan Bennington experiencing. And sometimes the play that Kadri did, like I know I told you off air, I was like, I thought it was a fine play. I thought he was making a play with the puck. That kind of stuff happens. He was sandwiched between two defensemen like this. It's a physical game. This stuff happens. And we've seen this happen in other series around the the NHL during during, the, during these playoffs. So it's the NHL needs to come down with a rule and just it's and make it less kind of up to the officials on the ice to what the call is. If it's, it's either a zero contact policy with the goalies and then from now on, we'll know this or just change the rule to allow for if a guy's on a rush, if it happens, it's incidental conduct, whatever. So I just want to avoid any future issues with the league because right now the league is great. But yes, Codger, like you said, a guy that's, if he's on your team, your, your love, if he's against you, you hate him. Uh, and he, you know, he, I mean, talking about a hat trick after a game where they had extra police presence and death threats and craziness going on. I mean, he really showed up. Um, and I feel bad for John Ham's Blues. I did win some money at the Blues last round. I did think that, I know there was the overtime game when game one. So it, it could have been a little bit closer than it would, what it is. And I give the Blues a lot of credit. And they were a great team this regular season. But um, the ABS are the superior team. And it looks like they're uh, about to probably end this series probably four games to one.
0: Yeah, I guess so. They're, I mean, they're, they're just so deep that, you know, McKinnon being sort of, by his measure, not as strong as he's been in terms of production. And it doesn't make a difference. And they're up on a very good Blues team. Three games to one, it it, it points to the depth um, of that team, and that's why I'll continue to ride them to the final. Whoever survives battle for Alberta quickly. Let's make those picks. Kane. Here's here's a cool thing. I think that if the Canes advance and they play the Lightning, and then the Flames advance and they play the Avalanche, your final four will be a all natural disaster. Final four. In um, in in hockey, which is kind of fun thing to root for, I guess, um, or a terrible thing to root for if if you like people, because none of those things are good for people. Canes, blue shirts, spaghetti. I know you're. Uh, I. I Feels uh, confident that before I ask, you're going to pick the Rangers. And here's my prediction. You're going to point out that their hurricanes haven't won on the road yet. How say you,
1: uh, I am going to point both those things out. I'm not sure if I would take the Rangers giving the goal and a half. If you want to maybe take them on the money line. That's fine. Um, if you want, even if you want to take the, the hurricanes with the goal and a half, cause I think it would be a closer game. Um, they're just not, their split stats are, brutal they're as bad as they get with their away obviously the team looks uh, like total trash Uh, at home they have been one of the better teams so this is a game where the Rangers know they need to win obviously to to even it and they got to go steal one in Raleigh but the Canes need to figure it out I know there were a lot of shots on net in that last game versus Igor but Igor's finding his game and and also with a goalie like that and the same you could say for you know Vasilevsky and Tampa you're okay with your goalie that level getting that many shots because none of them are all high scoring chances And the Rangers did a good job with that, even with opening a play for creating their own, you know, offense chance themselves. So I like the Rangers in the Garden. Uh, Hurricanes and Brindamore have not figured out how to win on the road yet, and I don't see that changing tonight with how the Rangers played, at least in Game One and in Game Three.
0: Well, one thing that it has been is tight. Every one of these games has been low scoring. I can, I expect that trend to continue. FanDuel is on that as well. They figured it out because the total now sits at a lowly five and a half. Two hockey teams are going to score under five and a half. That's right. Go under it, um, I think, because the trends within these series, there's been some, there's been some mild variation with it. But generally speaking, If these two teams in the series that you're watching are are putting up low goal totals or high goal totals, that's probably going to continue based on, like I say, the the way the last week's gone. So I'm going to go under in that one. Flames Oilers, I'm rooting for the Flames, not just because I keep talking about the Flames for the last five months, but because I want this series to go on and on as long as it can possibly go here. So I'm going to take the Flames straight up on the money line, minus 104. Markstrom can't be that bad as he has been Mike Smith can't be that good i'm going to take the flames in edmonton to uh, to send that back evened up uh, send it back to the saddle dome how say you
1: uh, i don't want to put you know extra pressure on the oilers i know they're listening in but this is such an important game for them because if you go and drop this one um you know then obviously the series now is, is evened up if you win this game at home you go up 3-1 you're you're really in the driver's seat here i mean we were an inch away from seeing the 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 Kings defeat the Oilers and just really changing probably the landscape of hockey. What what do the Oilers do in their offseason? Obviously, they can't continue with this. If they win this game, win this series, then the Oilers are like, okay, it finally worked. But I guess the initial Oh, the what Banner's a series mean, that
0: would be. Connor McDavid. I love it. I, you know, I talk about it uh, all the time. Underdog. Great. Better is Connor McDavid, the best player in the sport, playing like one of the best players in the history of people is is an awesome watch right now. That's worth the tune in there, and it's why you should. I like the Flames. They're a fun watch too, but McDavid... V the best team in hockey and the Avs would be marvelous stuff sure. to to look forward to for the next fortnight. But and, anyway, and continue.
1: Yeah, no, that's why, and that's why they need to, to win this series. They have to show they're for real. They can't, you know, keep, they got past the first round, which is big because they can't keep being a first round exit. Uh, and like I said, the, the move, the addition of Vander Kane mid season really worked out for them. That was a huge gamble and it paid off. Um, He's a creep. If, if, if they win this game and they, they, they put their foot on the, the throats of the flames, a team that a lot of people like to win the cup, um, that's a huge, I mean, talk about a 180 degree difference from how they look versus the Kings versus how they're playing in this series. It's a huge jump. Um, they need it. The organization needs it. So I think this game is very, very, very important because if they go back down 2-2, then all the, the bad thoughts start creeping in and couldn't go back to what had happened versus the Kings. I think they need this game. They need to have the two game lead. Um, that'd be great for them. So I am going to ride with the Oilers at home.
0: I think uh, for Blues-AVs, obviously, I think uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find many people that think the Blues are going to win that one. They probably, the Avs, uh, look to move on there. By the way, with the Canes and Rangers, you know, the Canes, well, both teams, really, um, the Lightning— the, the story that I've perpetuated that a lot of people have that it's hard to make three deep playoff runs back to back to back. It's fatiguing uh, for the best players in the world. Even now they get to put their feet up. So, you know, the Canes really, who, I mean, if this is a long, nasty series in the, and, and pl- continues to play out the way these games have gone real tight and, and uh, hard checking and everything else, whoever survives that one's going to be beaten up for a, a relatively fresh Lightning team. So that's an interesting thing to follow as well. Um, I'll take the Avs to, to win it there. I also, if you want to sprinkle a little something on McKinnon um, to get it rolling here, um, it's been long enough now. It's time for him to uh, to heat up for, uh, he's the best player on the, the league's best team. Well, unless Kale McCarr is better. He's a, he's a delightful watch as well. And um, then let's pick here Wednesday night's game. The Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat. I, I mean, listen, it's not fun with, with these games. They're, they're completely unpredictable, and I know people think it's cute. I do. I do not. There, there is no rhyme or reason why these results are swinging so wildly. It's one thing if they're you know three point games in either direction. They're just blowouts in either direction um, when these teams play. I'll take the heat there at home. Do I have a lot of faith that that's going to go that way? No, I don't. Because like I say, it feels like we're just flipping a coin at this point. But I'll take the Miami Heat since they were my pick going into the series. How say you.
1: Well, it's weird. I mean, the Celtics will be, they're the favorite even on the road. Um, I did say the Celtics back way back when I think selfishly for our show with Hench. uh, I know, you know, uh, Megan Connolly, big Celtics fan too. I I, I think I am pulling from them weirdly enough. I don't like, as a Knicks fan too, I also hate the Heat equally. um, But I think the Celtics are the better team. I went healthy there. You know, Tatum, I think, is the best player in this series. And and he's elevated his game. So, I I don't, you know, the games have been brutal to watch. But um, hopefully we finally get our first good game in game five.
0: Well, I mean, that's the thing. They're just not fun to to look at. Meantime, Juwan Howard won't interview with the Lakers. That makes sense. He's got his sons there. People are making a big deal out, out of that, like it, <laughs> like there's, like this is an indictment of the Los Angeles Lakers. I get it. If I were coaching my sons in college, I think I would probably be down for that. Um, good news for Penguins fans. Brian Russ signs a long-term deal. The first uh, piece. I've I've decided. I just want them. I don't care. If they win another cup, Sidney cried, I'd love for him to win another one. I think it's a cool thing for Steelers fans who just watched Ben Roethlisberger um, go out the way he did that moment he had at Heinz Field. And by the way, it's not for the nation. It's for that fan base. It's for people in Pittsburgh. I now, that's my rooting interest. I hope they keep the guys, Letang, Malk, and Crosby together for the next three years and they ride off into the sunset Arm and arm together, they've they've done great work already. They don't need to win another cup to be iconic, um, and I think there's something nice about them doing that. Even if they don't win again, yes, everybody would like to go out on the top of uh, of the mountain. But I think there's something cool if they can claim, much like Roethlisberger in the 21st century, in the age of free agency, we state we did it with one team. The whole way through, that's as improbable as almost anything in sports. If you're a, a big time star, that you play your entire career in one place, I think that would be cool. So maybe we'll see that one happen there. Eddie Spaghetti. Speaking of franchises and everything else, we like I said, we talked to John Hamm about uh, Top Gun, which is get the the sequel, which is getting great reviews. You just saw the original Top Gun. Give us uh, your um, your star system one through five. How many stars did you give the original?
1: Uh, I mean, one through five. I would give it uh, it's four four and a half. That's mm-hmm. my, I mean, it's really is, it was a, a great movie that did hold up. I thought the the, the fighter jet. Uh, scenes were actually great for the movie. It was made in what was eighty nine, so I mean, a couple years before I was born, I think 86, which
0: is great. Maybe something it was eighty six. Like
1: wow, so even before that, it's, it's crazy that it was. It looked that good. Um You know, the pacing was good. I do agree. With, like the the love scenes were were strange and like, um and I uncomfortable. I did stay,
0: well, who decided yeah. that we need? Who I, I'd love to know what I mean? Because of course, it's like halftime shows in playoff games at, at football. Like I always say, like who wants this? But they you know, network executives surely have some research that shows like, oh, it boosts uh, audience because it get, brings it. But like, who are these people? It was it was a thing in like Caddyshack who needed sex scenes with 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 bosoms and such. Like we're, we're there to watch uh, we're, we're there to watch Bill Murray and Rodney Dangerfield be funny. Oh, in the meantime, here's some tits. Like what? I, it's a weird, it, it's a weird math that the Venn diagram requires that we have that same thing in Top Gun. Do we need to see them make their love with tongues and all? It's a little gross. I don't. I, I, I'm not interested in it.
1: It's probably. I mean, because they played that cat and mouse game of like, you know, will he ever finally get her, the girl that he loved, the teacher? You know, starting off from the scene in the bar where he's singing to her, all the way to the, you know, like I said, like the the gross um, scenes. I, I get the reasoning but uh yeah for me i don't i don't i don't need
0: to, I don't need to see you act it out i'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. you made your love good for you she the, sat on you and 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 move on to the next scene we don't need the whole thing
1: the only thing i would have changed uh, and i told you this too is like the goose every scene he was in was great he he brightened the movie up he was uh it's really a good secondary characters you can have but then you finally meet like his family meet Meg Ryan comes in. I know, I know that was like the, uh, the halfway point with during their, their eight week training, but then like the next scene is literally the scene where he dies. So it's like, I would have pushed that scene. I don't know how they could have maneuvered it, but like I would have pushed that scene to where you met his family and Meg Ryan way back. So you kind of, that's in your brain more, and you're kind of more attached to him. Like you just met her, they're seeing, they're, they're, you know, they're playing great balls of fire. It's like boom, he's dead. It's like okay, well, that was that was pretty quick. It was a little jarring, but outside of that, I think the movie was was right, uh, we'll very talk- good. I'm excited for this, the, the new one.
0: I want to ask Ross Tucker about uh, saddest movie deaths because I think most people probably consider Goose's passing uh, way up there. But also, it must have been a weird time trip for you. You know Meg Ryan from You've Got Mail or whatever. Um, right. But but that was when a lot of people first met her hubba hubba. Right. What a yeah. woman.
1: Yeah, I'm it's like... it, it, it's all. And to that point, it's also insane that Tom Cruise basically looks the same in the new movie. When everyone all the actors in the other movie have all aged uh, pretty poorly. But uh, so, I mean, yeah, know, that's guess- a good point. He, he
0: really does look uh, pretty much the same anyway. Um, so one last time, I will say, go back and uh, be sure you check out Top Gun because it's getting good reviews and listen to Ham's interview with us. Chop it up. He was a lot of fun with that one. But now let's move on. Let's uh, look on the near horizon of pro football and otherwise with our pal Ross Tucker. Let's uh, let's not move too fast here. It's go yard all summer long with $5 Dinger Tuesdays on FanDuel Sportsbook. This season, all customers get $5 for every home run hit by both teams when you place a $25 to hit a home run wager on Tuesday MLB games. And the best part about Dinger Tuesdays is even if your bet loses, FanDuel is going to pay you $5 for every home run. Now, Eddie Spaghetti, it's your time to shine. If I'm not mistaken, you... Got, uh, you hit a home run with your home run pick one week ago. Correct, you had, uh, I did, I did. I had had
1: Aaron Judge. I I went back to the Yankee Will. I went to the, the, uh, the run leader in Major League Baseball with 17, Aaron Judge, who you, by the way, you can still get plus money. And even if I don't give an Aaron Judge, this is like, it reminds me of our bets we were making a couple seasons ago when like the Buffalo Sabres would lose every game by more than a goal and a half. It's like, Pretty much every other game, Aaron, jo- Aaron Judge is hitting a home run. He had two home runs uh, last game. He's literally putting the Yankees team on his back. So you could still, like, get plus money on him. No reason not to throw him in depending on the pitching matchup. But I'm not going to go Yankees tonight. I'm going to go another pretty solid team, one of the best players in baseball, if not the best play- baseball player, uh, Mike Trout. The Angels are taking on the Rangers. Dane Dunning is pitching. Uh, Trout is batting 375 off him and eight at-bats with two dingers himself. You can get uh try to plus 300, try 12 home runs in the season. I believe he's third in MLB. Um, so, no reason to pick against the best player in baseball. I like Trout to go yard versus the Texas Rangers, who are a, a holy, very poor franchise.
0: Holy crap. Betty Spaghetti's betting against the Rangers. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable, everybody. Stop the presses. Yes, do it. Fanduel.com slash minus three, the word minus, the number three. And uh, and we'll see you in the winner's circle. Also, it's interesting to consider Aaron Judge, the decision he made with his contract and what the Yankees decided with his contract, Whoever side of that you support. He really, boy, a lot of people were throwing dirt on his career, or at least as a superstar in major league baseball. He bet on himself. That's a that's an interesting story to track the rest of this season and into the into uh the offseason. It feels like well, we could talk about this with Hench a little bit, spaghetti. Um, later in the week, but this is a, it really does set up to be a fascinating soap opera the rest of the way, right?
1: I don't think it'll be a soap opera. I think it's he betted it himself. He won. Uh, I don't think he's not going to be a Yankee. I think what it comes down to is the Yankees just have to give in to what his demands are, which are now going to increase vastly from what he asked for the offseason or, or what the Yankees were offering him. I guess so they're rich, moved. so they
0: can outspend anybody if they want to. Or and,
1: and also, it's like if he does win MVP, if they somehow you know win the World Series, like you're going to have to reward the guy. He's going to probably be named captain. I don't. I don't see them. Yes, like he'll be 31 next year if he, if he wants a seven, eight, nine year deal. It stinks to be paying a guy near his forties, but it's, again, it's like what else? You, you want him to win a World Series. You want him to be the best baseball player. Uh, he's trying to do both of those things. I think they'll have to reward him and it's their fault for not giving into him. And that, that move that cashman made by bringing it up into the media, it does look pretty bad now that he did that. Um, and it was, but you know, good for judge. I always root for the players and he's dominating baseball right now.
0: I ah, like, I say what's good is don't be a curmudgeon. Let uh, some other person worry about that. It's cool. Even if he's a diminished version of himself, you want, trust me, I've been on both sides of the equation. It's cool for your local legend to wear your team's uniform for his entire career. Like I say, that's a cool thing to see. You don't want them in Steve Carlton situation or Wayne Gretzky playing for three or four teams coming down the coming down to um, the in the second half of their career. It's a, it's a, it's unsatisfying. Anywho, let's squeeze in a quick break. <laughs> All right, here he is, everybody, a man who probably needs no introduction, but I'll give him one anyway. You know him, of course, is the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can follow him at Ross Tucker NFL. Warning, if you want to only hear about football, Ross may not be the guy for you because he loves kibitz about food. And that's where re- we really he and I park our cars in the same garage here. Of course, he was on the wrong end of a Buffalo Bills must-win game back in 2004 when a couple of no-names, Fast Willie Parker and James Harrison, turned things around for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, of course, he is a Shecky Award winner as our favorite football talking guest. It's Ross Tucker. What's the
2: poop, fella? First of all, I was going to say to you what's the poop, fella, so you just stole Mm. my line. Secondly, do you have to bring up that game every time I come on your show? It's one of the five right. worst
0: football memories of my life. It's all I have, though. You see, you got to live the high life. You got to play pro football. So I have to lord. But I, never,
2: I never got to start a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And that would I would have started at left guard. I think we would have played the Colts, which, by the way, would have been miserable on the RCA Dome. And even though we were playing awesome, I don't know if we would have gotten that done. We were pretty banged up at that point, but um, it would have just been special to start a playoff game and that would have been very cool. uh, Oh, I don't doubt that.
0: I don't doubt that. (laughs) So are you, are you excited right now Um, as we've had this conversation, but now uh, to be honest with you, I can't recall what, uh, what your answer was. Are you from a distance rooting for the Bills. And by the way, I do have to say sincerely to you, I've told you this offline, but you really do a great job on those Eagles preseason games. You're a great voice in season on the sidelines or otherwise, but I really do love your work when you're calling in August uh, the the Eagles games. Um, you're to be commended for that. You really do break through, and I hope you get one of those Twenty or thirty million dollar deals that are <laughs> that are involved for, for some oh, of the analysts if, out there.
2: If, if you even knew how much less than that I would sign up for right now, <laughs> but but I, I that. What's that? Eleven million. Yeah, I, I would do eleven. Okay. Yep. Let's Look not play that. this what game what though. Bargain deal. I, I think I I think I might embarrass myself by how low I'd be willing to go. But <laughs> um, I really appreciate you saying that. I love, love doing games of any kind. Probably, I think my favorite things to do are call games and maybe give, like, speeches in front of people. Just something, like, those are the two things where you feel, like, the most alive. You know what I mean? Like, Hmm. it it just, you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? You don't know how the audience is going to react when you're in person. Or when there's a game, you don't know what's going to happen. I'll tell you what, it's funny because the thing I like the least is, like, studio TV. You talk about what you're going to say before you even go out there. So when the guy actually tells the joke, you're like, ha, 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 "That's still kind of funny, like it was two hours ago." I mean, it's they, they they've totally messed that up. There's no chance. I don't know how I'm going on a tangent already. No, that's what's fine. Because no, I am Show is it called Inside the NBA? I don't know what right. it's called. There's no true. chance they script or rehearse. They just go. Everything. Like, oh, why are they so good? You know why? because they just go and they don't rehearse and it makes it so much more real and funny.
0: I agree. Yeah. They, they have, um, because of the success, it buys them the right to do that to some degree. I agree with you. It's not, it's not to say it's a skillless environment that in studio vibe, but it is unsatisfying. I agree with you as, as two long winded fellas, at least it it is unsatisfying. Like make your point. But do it in 20 seconds and then move on. And by the way, you already know what my answer is going to be. I, I, yeah, I I don't think it's uh, it's the best environment. That's why podcasting is so much fun for the likes of uh, the two of us. Where do you come down, though? Because, listen, you're unabashedly on the side of the Eagles, as you should be when you're doing a regional broadcast like that. But no matter what, where do you come down on that? I feel like in the 21st century, people are letting their flag fly, their fan flag fly now, Even you know. In-studio hosts, you know, people are not as inclined to to hide the fact that, yes, I'm a human being. And as the result of having grown up in a region of football America, I, yeah, I have a natural rooting interest. I, I, I'm happy that that Band-Aid is pulled off. How say you? That's a really interesting
2: point. Um, it's funny because, you know, for the preseason games, people don't know this. I am employed by the Eagles for those mm-hmm. games. The only people that really watch the games except for the NFL network when they like co-broadcast or simulcast or whatever, it's Eagles fans. I'm speaking to the Eagles fans. I'm being paid by the Eagles. Eagles, Like I had some guy who was like – I saw this tweet where he was like, what is Ross Tucker on the Eagles payroll or something? Like I saw it the next morning as I was scrolling through Twitter and I quote tweet and I was like, literally, yes. Yes, I am. Like – um. It's kind of fun for me, you know, because I'm objective with the Westwood One stuff and the CBS College stuff. It's kind of fun. And I will say this. There's a lot of people that choose to listen to the audio of their hometown feed. I don't know if there's a way the NFL could do it because of how much money the television networks pay. But I do think there's a market there for being able to watch a game and just sort of get your team's flavor, everything relating to your team. I mean, everything else we have in life now is a la carte. I do think that 20 years from now, Shaq, when we're still dominating our respective podcasts, there will be that option. I don't know if it's just audio only, but really all you, I mean, Amazon supposedly has like six different feeds, right? For their Thursday night game how do you not have a feed for each team, right? Like how do you not have a stream where it's, you know, Bill's Rams, you have the Rams audio, you have the Bill's audio. Maybe you give them a few shekels to be able to use that radio audio, but people can watch the game, but hear Eric Wood
0: or hear MJD or whoever they want to hear. Right. I, well, I think that's exactly right. And I, I, you know, it's such silly money. We're talking billions of dollars of loot that these networks are taking in and the leagues are taking in. And so people, uh, you know, the, the, the average fan looks at it and says, Tom Brady's making what that's insane, but spoiler alert, don't worry about it. Everybody, the money's there or else they wouldn't be handing it out. There's not a big risk um, for Tom Brady. I do think though, to your point though, that that model Maybe because of the success of Manning cast, I wonder if a decade from now, it's like, oh yeah, remember when that was the way, but this is now the way what you're getting at. I, I think that'll be funny to see 10 years from now, how things look in terms of how we fans like to get our, uh, our, our coverage of live sports.
2: Totally agree.
0: Yeah. And I look, I'm happy for all these guys getting a ton of money to call me games. too. They deserve it. Good for Tom. I'm glad he got a break. I know he's your boy. <laughs> You know the thing is happens, sometimes man. I wonder if it's almost like
2: not all broadcasters, but let's just say Tom Brady. Isn't it kind of like the ultimate NFT? Right? Like people now buy these NFTs where it's like, oh, this is this, you know, this is an image of Brady holding his son when he won his 12th Super Bowl. Like there's only one ever made, and I have it, and whatever. I feel like on some level, like Fox, like, like I don't know what's the game Murdoch. I feel like he was mm-hmm. just like, why, why buy an NFT? I'm, I'm just going to buy the guy. I'm going to buy the human being for ten years. I like that's way better than NFT. Like I have him. Right. Like, hey Tom, um, I'm having a happy hour tomorrow night. Like in your services contract, it calls for five appearances. That's one of them because I want my buddy from Bel Air Country Club to know that I can get you at my house whenever I want to. Like. I'm fascinated because I saw something where there's like a personal services or appearances in there, or he's like an ambassador. Mm -hmm. That would be amazing to see the language because I feel like sometimes they're just like,
0: it's like collecting famous people. Man, I think that is right on as a matter of fact, because I mean, I've said this a million times, Charles Barkley is great, not because he's in the hall of fame. It's because he's charismatic and he's funny. You're good on the... Eagles broadcasts because you're funny and you're engaging and um, you're wearing it on your sleeve, not because you played football. But of course, all that matters now is lowest common denominator with these people who are doing the programming of these things. They just want it doesn't have to do with that. They lose whether it hits or not. If Tom Brady's great, then it'll be some element of luck that, boy, he's really great on the broadcasts. But The people who went after him did it based on lowest common denominator. It's people know what he, who know who Tom Brady is. That, that was the measurement of whether or not Tom Brady was a good fit for the booth. Not anything about whether or not he's going to be insightful or if he's going to be Tony Romo part two with calling out plays pre snap. It's just purely like, yeah, well, everybody knows who Tom Brady is, so get him. That uh, it is a li- it is vaguely annoying for somebody who likes to talk into a microphone and didn't play the sport, but is wildly charismatic. Um, anywho, let's talk about uh, let's talk about a few things. Eddie Spaghetti saw Top Gun over the weekend. Now we just had John Hamm on the show; he's in the new Top Gun, and Eddie Spaghetti somehow missed Top Gun for the for the first 30 years of his life but he finally got it right and i asked him if goose- wait 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 he watched the new one or he watched no, the no. old one first watch watch the old one watch the old one okay. i've never seen it. he's a young man he's relatively young he's 30 um so he'd never seen it so he saw it and i asked him of course did goose did did the the past spoiler alert Go- goose dies in top gun um if uh, if that was the saddest death he'd ever seen in movies. Ross Tucker, what's the saddest death you've ever seen? Not worst death. Now there are excruciating deaths like uh Sonny Corleone getting shot up on the on the causeway is terrible, but I don't know if you count that as the saddest death you've seen. How say you, Ross Tucker? Saddest movie death.
2: So first of all, you'll appreciate this uh Shek. Yeah, I distinctly remember being like eight years old, maybe, or nine, 87, 88, mm-hmm. being at a friend, a, a friend's house, and they had just gotten surround sound. Ooh. It was the first time I had ever even heard of what surround sound was, and they had some money, and they were like, yeah, we got surround sound. Look, there's a speaker back there. There's a speaker there. So, dude, we put in Top Gun, Shack. I'm eight years old. I would have, I, I swear to you, there were jets flying behind me over my head. Like, that was unbelievable because it's like Danger Zone and Mavericks up there. And I'm like, I'm literally eight years old, like, like oh, my gosh, these jets are really here. Like, this is crazy. Surround sound was awesome. Um, Goose's
0: death is rough. Really rough. Yeah, it hits. It hits pretty hard. It definitely is on my list as the worst. The worst thing in Top Gun, the original, is um, is the uh, the grotesque uh, lovemaking scene. I mean, too much. Too much silhouettes of of Tom Cruise's tongue, and I, I I don't care for any of that stuff. But that notwithstanding, the picture really holds up. the f- The flying scenes are great, and everything um very strong so can i mean, give you a view. few that come to mind Yeah, i'd like to hear yeah
2: it really hurt me when uh what's her face oh hillary swank when she died million dollar baby and her family <laughs> came in her family came in and they wanted her to like sign the, all her money away like they put the pen in her mouth <laughs> I was just so I was so upset, and then she asked Clint Eastwood to basically pull the plug. Like, you know, she'd worked so hard to come from white trash and then get to sucker punch. That actually really bothered me. But, that really bothered me. I
0: I, I <laughs> What's liked so funny, brought- Sheck? Well, it was very sad that she passed the way she did. I liked it that the that her mother and the and the other kids were um, Disney evil uh <laughs> level characters that they come in like well we heard you were you was laid up in the bed and dying but first we stopped off at disneyland and now we need you to sign over all your money to us that, that was a funny one i'll give she, you another one she, bonked, give another one she bonked her head she bonked her head in a fight and so that equaled her losing all her limbs it was a very weird movie that movie is bizarre <laughs> but i'll continue please Speaking of boxing, a sad as death, sad as death in the ring goes out saying. His creed: he went in there for an exhibition. He didn't have any intent. He wanted to go in there, trade some jabs with the with the Ruski, make everybody feel good. Yeah, that's go sad. Home. But
2: he Horrible. told him not to throw the throw the talent. His pride got the better of him. And there's no such True. thing as an exhibition when you step inside the ring or inside the white lines. Okay, that's like oh, it's a preseason game. Oh great! Because I'm going to preseason try to kill you. Like,
0: what, what are you talking about? It's I know, but games. but you know, Drago had ill intent stepping into the into the ring. Of course
2: right. he did. He yeah. should. I mean, he was representing Russia during the Cold War,
0: dude. Like, you got to show the USA who's boss. Like, I he got yeah, hit. I'll give you another one. His countrymen turned against him real quick when Balboa landed a couple shots over there in Moscow on Christmas Day. Yeah, Continue. I mean, for me, cheer for me. You turned on me. We're in round four. I'm ahead on the card. I'm ahead on all the cards, and you're already flipping to to the American jerks. Anyway, continue.
2: Um, Macaulay Culkin and my girl. <laughs> <laughs> what is that's so a good, funny? That's a it. One. bothers me. That's a when one. little kids die.
0: Yes, but I little agree.
2: kids dying bothers me, especially he was like a nerdy kid, and he dies from bee stings. I yeah, mean, that's, that's not a good one. way to
0: go out. No, indeed. That's a, yeah. That's a good combo of saddest and worst. That's getting stung to death by bees. She. Why are you laughing at all? I'm of my not things? laughing. I'm saying you're right. It's it's just so on the nose for me. I can't help but chuckle. How Those are two are that are. jumped out to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll go with. I'll, I'll give you a few. I, I I have three, four to blow through. Private Ryan. That they all die is the worst, but the wor- uh, of all the deaths, including Proud Tom Hanks. Hanks and everything else. What's The, the best thing about Tom Hanks' uh, death is that he says, earn this. In, in other words, we all died for you, so earn this. But so many people didn't understand what he said, what Hanks' line was. I remember my girlfriend at the time insisted that he said, earnest. And I said, well, what the hell would that mean if he said earnest? It doesn't make any sense. But she insisted. And I remember other people said, you've earned this. And it's like, no, way." he wouldn't say you've earned this. That would make no sense in the context of the moment. So that was I that. never once heard anyone... Say anything other than earn this. It's really? earned. Oh, oh, oh. I, I had many debates with people about this. The worst of all though is the death when the guy, when the Nazi guy is fighting with uh, with uh the Jewish guy and, he, and he's like, wait, 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 and he and the Nazi just slowly plunges the the knife into his heart and he dies. I, that that stuck with me for a long time. I didn't like that one. Goose, as we mentioned. The 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 three minute backstory that is near the top of the movie up is one of the most devastating things I've ever seen in a movie that these two we find out why the old man is such a curmudgeon very early on because we see that as a young boy he fell for this uh, for this uh, dynamite young girl and then they have a whole life together and they make big plans and then she dies uh, sick in a hospital it's it's heartbreaking stuff and then uh, Jack Twist Getting it, he gets beaten down at the side of the road, and we learn about that after the fact. uh er- Ennis learns on the telephone in Brokeback Mountain. That's devastating stuff. That he keeps his shirt, and he, he keeps it in his in his uh, crummy little trailer. He has no life whatsoever, and he, but he has he has the shirt. Of his uh, secret love—that's that heartbreaking stuff in *Brokeback Mountain*, and the music doesn't hurt either. There, Eddie Spaghetti, give us a couple real quick off the top of your head.
1: Uh, the ones I put in the rundown—I um, had James Bond in the newest *No Time to Die*. I had Logan in *Logan*. Tony Stark and *Endgame*. Both. Wait a
0: minute—if you just told me that James Bond dies in *In James Bond*, I'm going to be pretty pretty sad. I mean, I I deserve it if he dies. And I don't know, I haven't seen it yet. The the um, spoiler alert window has come and gone, so that's on me. James Bond dies in James Bond. Uh moving on. Uh bar. Oh bar- my Mere god, and- James Bond is gonna die. Did you know about this, Ross Tucker?
2: No, but I don't really watch movies that much. Oh my god. Like some of the movies you just named, I never heard of. The last one I would throw out there is probably a movie Eddie never saw. Ricky. Rick, when what? Ricky dies <laughs> and what's the name of that movie? Boys in the hood, boys in the hood.
0: Yeah, that's, a bad, that's a very, very,
2: why bad are you bad. laughing at all of mine? He was going to get out of good. the hood. That was very was sad. That was, back. Yeah. I agree. He was a good kid. He was going to go to USC on a full ride, which I guess isn't really getting out. If he's just going to USC, is it like right down the street? But whatever. That's not the point. The point is, is he was going to do something special with his life, and it wasn't his fault. It was
0: Cube's fault. You're right. And Cube, you know, he he doesn't have any good choices to make there. He does the best he can, and he doesn't feel spaghetti. better. We, we got to get spaghetti back. I just Go cut
1: him off. I think that I said everything. Uh, Bodie point break and uh, Barmere and, and um, Lord of the Rings.
2: Bodie point
1: break. When he, when he, when he, when he gets on the surfboard and then, and then Keanu Ree- well, Johnny Utah's like, he's not coming back. He's not coming uh, back. That's a great scene. It's such a great scene. <laughs> that's it, not
2: it sad though. No, it's it's kind of like cool. Well, it's
1: sad in the sense that he's like, he's, basically committing suicide via surfboard like so that, that's why I spent- because it's a bad one. guy oh. he's a murderer yeah, he's, he kills people he's the, he's the bad guy you kind of like he's like the anti-hero sort of it's like the walter <laughs> white effect tony soprano
0: <laughs> i don't think you're supposed to be rooting for him but that's a great one too all right between my phlegmy cough and everything else <laughs> we'll move on here the other important thing is i was just a guest last week as always a grand time sitting in on the ross tucker football Podcast, also great stuff. Always when you sit in with uh, Dan Patrick and the gang over there. But um, we we started talking as we like to do food block style. We talk about uh, foods, and it came up best ethnic food. And you and you mentioned that Thai has ascended your your power rankings for ethnic foods. We just talked about those here on minus three a couple weeks ago. Lay it on us one two three. Ross Tucker best kinds of food from that, that uh, emerge from one nation. So I have a clear top five.
2: Okay. And I don't think it's really in dispute. Like I I'd like to hear if you believe I'm missing any. Okay. Um, I'm looking at my tweet at Ross Tucker NFL. Cause I wrote them down. I know what they are, but I'm looking for the specific order. I think I had one as Italian which I think is pretty obvious.
0: I well, it's funny because I have a bunch of I, I you know, Spaghetti and uh, Kevin Hench uh, on minus three. Don't they, they're 21st century eaters now. They're they're uh, they're precious. They don't eat bread and such. So they don't like carbs. So they so they reject Italian. I mean, but yes, normal people, of course, Italian has to be number one. Meatballs, pizza, parmesan. You're gonna turn your nose up at all the that. Boy. Chicken parm, like I mean, everything. On, right. like, of course, of course. As long as you eat normally, Italian, I find it hard to imagine, couldn't be in your, wouldn't be in anyone's top two. Pizza, that's it, pizza. That's the end of the conversation. What What's going to trump that from other, <laughs> any other region of the Big Blue Marble? Continue. Nothing. Uh, second is Mexican. Now, the thing that's interesting about
2: Mexican is they all are kind of the same. It's like a meat and rice and... A tortilla of some kind, but whether it's a burrito or tacos or like chimichang, whatever, it just, it's delicious. Well,
0: the real trick is with great Mexican, one of the key ingredients is a range uh, of salsas. You know, if you have, if you have like two to five strong salsa options then you've stamped your ticket to cloud nine for that meal. You know, you're going to dip this chip here. You're going to dip your burrito over here in the brown spicy. The green is very nice. Maybe a nice mild. Uh, I'm, I'm, of the guy. I'm,
2: I'm a big guac guy. Yeah. See, I, I don't I don't need to mess with the different salsas. Whether it's whatever I got, I'm dipping that in guac. You order chips in guac, double guac. That's how I go. Okay. All right. Good. Because I'm also crazy healthy. All right. So Clearly. that's two. Um, You do look three is Thai food. Hmm. Love Thai food. Um, Pad CU pad Thai. So good. I I don't know how they get the noodles like that. Like what do they do to get the noodles like in pad CU that good? I have no idea, but I I love Thai. That's the
0: thick noodle. That's what I, that's what I go for. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's it. And then, that I had a big debate between four and five. I have mm-hmm. Cuban four, Japanese five. I really like sushi. I really do. Yeah, it's gonna but be like a Cuban that's a thing. restaurant here in Harrisburg that uh what's it called? Mosita de puerco. Like it's just so the the pork is so tender and like I don't even know what they put on. It's
0: like lightly fried. It's so good. So I went Cuban four, Japanese five. I I went through a brief period. I don't want to overstate it, but where I legitimately considered there's a Cuban place in LA that I was frequenting and I fell so hard for their plantains that I briefly considered giving up French fries for the rest of my life in favor of plantains. Now, common sense prevailed and I went back to the fry, but. That uh, that indicates how much I care about a, a, a nice plantain. I think that's a good list. It's hard to argue with sushi. Really swings things hard, and I think for most people in the 21st century now, it has to be somewhere in your top three. If you if you only could eat three food three ethnic foods to the exclusion of all others, it would be hard to leave Japanese out of your top three because of the quality, uh, the the ubiquity of sushi in society these days. All right, now let's talk a little bit of football real quick before we let you go here, Ross Tucker. Uh, I know you have a tight schedule. Let's talk some AFC. Can you recall, um, you know, everybody has been singing songs for the last five months now about how deep this AFC is since Russell Wilson arrived, Devontae Adams, so on and so forth. But it's the best, most loaded NFL conference we've seen in 25, 30 years at least, right? I mean, there there are some there are eight or ten teams legitimately that you could argue have a real shot at going to the Super Bowl. How say you?
2: Yeah, I I mean on paper right now, I I would agree. I mean, I I don't I don't know there's that many legitimate shots to go to the Super Bowl. Well, listen, let me let think about it this way.
0: Start with the teams that can't go to the Super Bowl. Which no, teams definitely you are Super not Bowl, going to the AFC. Super Bowl? They're like four teams. No, Buffalo Bills can go. Okay.
2: Ravens and Bengals can go.
0: Nobody in the AFC South can go. Oh, I disagree with you about that. You don't and think the Colts? Then, you don't think the Colts with that defense, with that running game, with no, Matt Ryan not, being not with playing that prior mistaken. starting at left tackle? Nope. Hmm. Interesting.
2: Uh, and then AFC West. I would say Chiefs and Broncos.
0: Wow. Raiders the the LA Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders are not going to Super Bowl. The, the Chargers Because going Super Bowl. why so? Why 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 are you down on the Raiders? That's because I talk I'm the opposite of you. I can talk myself into almost any team minus the Texans. I don't think the Steelers are making a Super Bowl run. I wouldn't be surprised they get to the playoffs though. The Browns, depending on what happens with Watson, obviously. How does it obviously feel for you to know now that your Steelers are going to be last in division? Like to know already. Well, we talked about it last week. I'm able to modify my brain given the circumstance of my team, and so I listen. If they go over 500 and are on the cusp of the playoffs and get in, I'll be delighted. I don't. I you know, listen. I I understand what the target is this year. I don't think it ends with Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett hoisting a Lombardi trophy. Knowing that going in liberates me to enjoy the football season a little bit. I also don't think. I'm not
2: a big believer in. And I guess the Bengals kind of went against this this year in fairness, but I'm not a big believer in a team that hasn't won a playoff game in forever. All of a sudden going to the Super Bowl. So I know it happened this last year. It happens I don't always see that year, happening though, right? again. So like the Chargers are out. The Raiders yeah. are out. I believe there's usually a, like, a process to get there, right? I think like, that's
0: true in the NBA, but even that's kind of gotten thrown out the window this postseason. I don't think that's true in the NFL. How many teams have we seen come out of nowhere and wind up in the Super Bowl? As you say, the well, Bengals let's just did it. talk recently. I Rams- mean, the Bengals,
2: I guess, before that, Bucks and Chiefs. No, before
0: that, who was it? Rams. Where it came out of nowhere to go thirteen three. No, they Jared didn't come White. out of nowhere. They had been playing in playoff games the year before. They were in the playoffs the year before they played the Patriots and beat yes. them in the Super Bowl. Yes, I don't remember that. With Sean McVay, they were really good. With Jared Goff, they were they were ascending. To yes, the spot.
2: What's the playoffs? I gotta go, by the way. Okay, all
0: right. Quick quickly. Ponder, before- ponder that and look it up, and then you can talk about it for the rest of your show. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet against at least uh, four teams going to the playoffs. I think what's interesting is Chiefs, Steelers, Patriots all have real good chances of finishing in the basement of their respective divisions. That would be a cr- crazy inversion of the perennial playoff contenders. If they all wind up in last place in their divisions quickly, before you go, tell us what you got going on with front page,
2: my best anniversary gift, best birthday. Gift. And actually father's day is coming up. Nobody ever knows what to get their dad for father's day. So get him a story from my front page. Story. It's framed. It's on the, it looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. Your dad's the only person you know that still reads the newspaper. So he'll think it's amazing that he has like, he's on the cover of this newspaper and he'll have it hanging up in his house, which is awesome. Cause then it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned, most importantly, you don't know what
0: else to get your dad anyway. So my trust me. Excellent. And then, uh, and then one of the understories below the fold is, uh, Thai food, <laughs> moving up Ross Tucker's uh, food rankings, something like that. Hey, you're the best, uh, RT. We are uh, will uh, will hopefully give it in front of kickoff sometime in August, if not before. Enjoy the summer, though, pally. You too, dude. See ya. There he goes, the great Ross Tucker. Everybody. All right, so that's that. Eddie Spaghetti, what uh, what'd you take away from Ross Tucker there? No, he doesn't believe in the Chargers. That was a little loco. I got to tell you, you can't. He, he can't buy that any team that hasn't been there before can't do it now they we, we have many examples of that in the 21st century
1: yeah the minute i heard that i knew he was going to uh, offend you because now outside of the steelers you're building up this reputation as being the, a charger supporter now with uh ross tucker and with uh jeff schwartz a few shows back so um him not picking them was, was uh, actually a surprise
0: well i mean but it could happen for anybody would it would it be outrageous if the minnesota vikings went to the super bowl this year i don't think it's yeah. that looks like what would be completely loco like um i mean i i don't like i say the houston texans i guess maybe if the jets did it i i just don't i i am not as slack-jawed by these teams coming out of no uh, out of nowhere anymore because it happens every single year but anyway interesting stuff good times with ross tucker
1: <laughs> million
0: dollar baby is the most ridiculous movie i think it won the academy award even which makes it even yeah. more ridiculous. <laughs> such a bad movie. I don't know why people loved that one so much at the time. I didn't like it when I was watching it in the theater. I, I haven't gone back and watched it, but I find it plumb ridiculous. Anyway, uh, I la—I lo- I also uh, delight in talking to Ross Tucker, so we appreciate his time. We'll be back Later in the week with our pal Kevin Hench. Obviously, he's right in the heat of things too with his self battling those heat. We'll break that down and beyond for you. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.